Welcome to Clay at the Creating, Living, and Making Projects podcast. I'm your host, Grant Alexander. Joining me this week is Adam Mackey and Morley Kurt. Today, Morley wanted to talk about something. Take it away. All right. So I am about to go visit my family for about a week, and we're moving in about a month and got some deadlines coming up. So there's a lot of things that are kind of coming up and I'm just trying to get all my ducks in a row. Um, so, you know, today, you know, today is like the day before we leave. So I'm not really trying to like do a bunch of filming work on a project. So today was a day of like getting a lot of things ready. So I went to go do some errands, get some supplies for an upcoming video that I'm going to be putting out in September. So the first stop I did was Home Depot, which if you've listened to this podcast, you might know, I don't really love going to Home Depot. I find it pretty unpleasant um, all, all around, even though it's kind of like a necess- necessity for a lot of the things that we do. But put in my headphones, got all the things that I needed, um, got everything into my little Hyundai Accent with some two by fours sticking out of the trunk. And then I went to go pick up some plexiglass. And the reason why I didn't get plexiglass at Home Depot is because it's pretty expensive. So I was looking on Mm -hmm. Facebook Marketplace and I found a guy in the greater Toronto area who had basically picked up a pallet of plexiglass from China and was selling it at like a really good rate. I was like, fantastic. It's not too far away. Um, Can I get a three millimeter sheet, four by eight cut in half so I can fit it into my car? They said, yes, great. I head over there. So first things first, it is a lot farther than I initially considered. And, you know, I have two by four sticking out of my trunk. They're secure, but like, it's like, you know, propped open. There's a bungee corded shot. I I don't love driving on the highway in that sort of situation. So, you know, it's just like a little mildly stressful. And as I kind of arrive where the address said it was, it's this ambiguous kind of strip mall of big box stores. And I realized that when Mm. he texted me, he didn't say what the name of the business is, just the address. And I was like, there's, there's no way this is here. So I text him again and I finally get the name of the business, which is the same street number, but like the next town over. So you know how sometimes if a road goes through multiple towns, the numbers start over. So that was the case. Luckily, It was only about a 15 minute drive down the road. And I get there and it was like impossible to get to the entrance of this business because it was off of like a highway and there was construction and I ended up like driving over a median in the back uh, because like I was in this like kind of back area parking lots, industrial wasteland. And I was just like not in the correct parking lot, but there was a gap and I was like, eh, I can probably drive over that. No problem. So I ended up getting there and in the process of doing this all, I kind of realized I'm like, Oh, if I ever need nice pallets, I'm coming here. Cause they are just everywhere like hardwood pallet hardwood pallet hardwood pallet hardwood pallet just scattered across this yard okay i'm like okay good thing coming out of today this is the place to go when i want to do another pallet build so i finally get there i go in there's like one person in this massive uh flooring showroom and he like kind of like ambles his way over slowly goes and gets someone and i was texting this person on facebook marketplace and they were like, seem to have no memory of it. They're like, oh, three millimeter. Uh, I don't think we have any of that left. I was like, man, I texted you yesterday. You said like, I said, this is what I need cut. You said you would send me an invoice, which you never did. And then you said, just come and pay when I get there. And I'm like, 
go, I, mean, I was basically like, can you just go check? Like I, he was like, can, do you want two and a half millimeter? And I was like, nope, I need three millimeter. So he kind of like sheepishly goes back and figures out that they do have it. It was clear oh that gosh. like the manager wasn't there, the person who would normally check me out. So he's like fumbling his way through the checkout. Um, he was, and I, as we were checking, I was like, yep. And I do need it cut in half. He's like, well, you should have told me that before. And uh, I was just very frustrated at this point. Cause I'm like, we've, we've really been through all of this. Um, you know, just very poor customer service experience all in all. And when I'm about to like, this is the th- one of the things that really grinds my gears. Like if you're about to spend a fair amount of money, like at least have the grace to like treat me respectfully and make sure that like I'm buying the correct thing. You know, it's like when you go to a garage to get your car fixed and like, they just treat you like off the cuff and you're like, no, yep. like, I'm about to spend like a thousand dollars on car repairs. Like let's, let's have like a genuine positive interaction. So I'm like not happy because I I'm spending, you know, it's like a hundred dollars, but you know, that's not an insignificant amount of money. And it was unclear at that point if I was going to get the correct thing. So after mm-hmm. I check out, he's like, okay, uh, come out to the loading. Day. I was like, oh, do you have any idea how long he would be? He's like, maybe he'd be like 15 minutes. Maybe I'm like, okay, that's annoying. There's no way this needs to take 15 minutes. So I'm like, at this point, I'm kind of just like accepting the misery of the situation um, and go around to the loading dock, eventually get it. I'm like, thanks. You did the bare minimum. Uh, I bought it. Transaction completed. Go home, proceed to get caught in traffic for like 40 minutes and just like didn't have time to do the rest of the errands that I wanted to do that day. And then my phone died and kind of had to navigate my way home by uh, just smell essentially. So it ended up being like a really frustrating outing, all things considered. Um, And I think one good thing was that I didn't really plan to do any filming after that day, because if I had like wanted to be on camera after that, I don't really think I would have been able to, because I would, I wasn't really in the good, in the right mindset. Like I've talked about this before. If if I'm going to film and like things just aren't flowing, I'll just stop and go and do something else because I want to be like, my best self on camera. Um, so, you know, in preparation for this trip, I've been doing like a lot of cleaning and organizing, which has felt really good. Like it's a really nice dopamine hit, like getting things in order and it's very satisfying. So I was like, okay, back to, back to cleaning and got some stuff done, started on an edit and all in all, it like shaped out to be like a good second half of the day. And it was just a, frustrating first half of the day. And I think that frustrating first half of the day could have spilled over into the rest of it. But I think I'm starting to learn how to be more resilient in those scenarios and not let it like sideline me for longer than it needs to. So yeah, that's what I want to talk about is recovering from bad days or frustrating situations and how you guys deal with that. Well, I know today this grant deals with it a lot better than old grant. Uh, old grant, let it bother me for weeks at a time. Uh, I, I'd have to say like, you know, talking about like I spent a thousand dollars on car stuff the other day, I bought new tires for my van. And while, before I went over there, I checked online and they had listed uh, TPMS, uh, a tire pressure, tire monitoring, pressure monitoring systems in stock. So I go over there and I'm like, I tell the guy, I'm like, okay, I'm getting four tires changed. This one needs to be changed for the tire pressure monitoring system. Please change it. Everything else, we're good to go. Just just do it. I don't want anything else. 
So they're like, okay, it's going to take 90 minutes. I'm like, 90 minutes is a long time to change four tires, but okay, that's how long it takes apparently. Two hours later, right, two hours later, they call me because I'm not, there's no waiting room in the actual thing. So I have to go to like a different a waiting room. It's in the Canadian tire. Um, it is just a little bit. Uh, sorry, two hours later, they call me, I go in and they're like, so, you know, there's a tire pressure monitor system sensor that's not working. And I'm like, yeah, I asked you to replace it like two hours ago when I was here dropping off the car. Like it was so frustrating. And then he's like, okay. And so we're going to do an alignment on your car. And I'm like, I don't need alignment. Why do I need alignment? Like, what are you guys talking about? Right. And I'm like, they're like, okay, well, instead of us going to get the part, even though it's Canadian Tire and it's the Canadian Tire like parts depot. What if you run over there? It'll be faster. I'm like, fine. I'll go over to the, you know, across the street to the actual Canadian Tire and get the parts from the parts depot. I go over there and there and the guy goes in the back and goes, no, they're not here. And I was like, so frustrated. I had spent two hours there. I couldn't. I knew I had a, a spare one in my garage. I couldn't. I spent like an hour looking for it. But since I, you know, was redoing the garage and putting all the insulation in. Anyways, this old grant would have just like, my day would have been done. And I would have just like smashed a, a door in half and punched in something and broke my hand. New grant just went, I guess that's the way life is and it sucks. And I went back to work and I don't know. I just tried not to think about it. So I guess my thing is I try not to I try not to think about it. Yeah, I think both of our situations were similar in that there was a I don't know if you felt this way, but it sounds like it was a frustration with wasted time. Like I that is one thing that really gets on my nerves is when I feel like my time is being wasted because when I when everything is going to plan and like I'm working for myself and I'm editing a video and the 3D printer is going, it's like my time is being used very well. Even when I'm not working. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm skateboarding, like that is the thing I want to be doing right now. And it's a five minute bike ride away. I'll come back and it's done. Like I'm not sitting in traffic. I'm ordering things online. Like I'm not wasting time doing things that don't need to be done. But when I'm stuck in traffic, when I'm stuck at a store with my phone dead, literally like not able to do anything, that is what like I get very frustrated with the situation. I think, I think that's part of life. Like you said, like sometimes life sucks and I'm, lucky in that my life usually doesn't entail things like that. So maybe it's like when I have to deal with those everyday annoyances, they like hurt that much more because usually I can set myself up in such a way or am privileged enough to be set up in such a way that I don't have to deal with those things. I, I think it's, it's even more than like not being productive. It's about expectations were set. It's like when you said, I need this thing, I need it cut, I need, like, there's all these expectations you had. You figured you'd show up, have a piece, pay for the piece, walk away with the piece. I figured I'd tell them what I need, they'd change the tires, I'd go, like, I was spending, I was dropping $1,000 on stupid tires that I didn't think I needed when I bought the van, but anyways, this is the kind of thing. It's all about expectations. If they said, hey, it's going to take two hours, I would have been like, okay, two hours, I'll go home. I'll come back. They're like, oh, 90 minutes. I was like, oh, I'll go grab lunch. I'll look around the Canadian Tire. 90 minutes is going to be up. It's going to be done. Right? And I actually ended up taking another 45 minutes after they, after two. So it was actually 
I don't know, however, two, two hours and 45 minutes and it was supposed to be an hour and a half. So it was very frustrating. It's a very similar situation where when we were at a cottage this summer, um, Abby, our dog got a UTI, like a urinary tract infection. And I brought her to the emergency vet clinic and it's a triage based system. So, you know, UTI is not the most serious thing in the world, but we got there early. So she was high on the list. And I just went into the town and was like planning on doing some editing on my laptop. I was like, yeah, I'll be here for an hour, hour and a half. I was having a great time. I had a latte. I was sitting in a nice cafe. I was walking around the downtown. And then it, as time went on, it became clear and clear that it was going to take much longer. But because my initial expectation was like I was going to be there for an hour and a half, I was fine waiting that long. But then when it got to beyond that time and I realized that I should have just gone home and spent that right. time like on the water, canoeing, swimming, and not like in this touristy downtown. That was when I just got really frustrated because I'm like, like I'm wasting this time that I have on vacation, like in a at that point in a Starbucks, because like I had enough of that first cafe. So I went to another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating. I know it's not really the topic we're talking about, but since we're talking about bad experiences with businesses, I went yesterday to buy some metal. And I said to the guy, I got six millimeter thick aluminium. And I said to the guy, do you think this will be able to be cut with a scroll saw? I don't know. Just try it. You know, like just didn't, didn't care at all. I'm like, you're meant to be the metal guy. It was a, like specifically a metal shop. He's like, I don't know. I was like, okay. I showed him what I wanted to do. And I said, oh, do you think I'll be able to bend this by hand? I don't know. Do you think it'll be strong enough for what I need? I don't know. Like, what, like, why do you work here if you can't tell me one freaking answer? Like, it just pissed me off so much. And then I okay. re- reluctantly bought it from him because I couldn't buy it from anywhere else. Um, and then just experimented when I go home. But What did you do, just to kind of bring it back to the, the topic, what did you do to get over that feeling? So, to get back to the topic, I feel that I – I'm kind of opposite to the two of you. I don't really have where something ruins my day. Something will ruin the moment, but I get over things very quickly. And it's something my wife and I have like tried to deal with for a long time because I'm one of those people that will like flip his lid and then five minutes later, I've forgotten about it and I'm done. Whereas like she'll hold a grudge for like a week and mm. can't let things go. Where So like, for instance, um, today I was driving home, had like, road rage and stuff for no apparent reason. And I'm like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to record the podcast. I'm not in the mood. By the time I got home though, I was over it. As I, as I just make myself fix the issue so that I'm not in that bad mood and I can get stuff done. When I was driving back from that set of errands today, one thing I was thinking when I was, when I was stuck in traffic was this situation would be so much better if I just had a partner in the car with me. If there was another person here and we could just like shoot the shit and complain to each other about the annoyances of this, this would be totally fine. (laughs) And I think part of the reason why I was frustrating was because like I was by myself and I think like Eden wasn't home when I got home. So I couldn't immediately vent to her about it. But in those scenarios when I'm stuck in my own head, that's, that's when it's kind of at its worst. And I've worked jobs before where you're like in a van with someone and it just makes the whole day so much more fun. I've actually thought about this before. Like I think if I ever hire someone, the first, what I would hire them for is just like personal assistant, you know, help me carry plywood, help me do this cut safely, 
um, just like things that make that are easier with two people, just hang out with me, be right. with me throughout the day, shadow me and just help me with everything. Um, as long as that person was easy to get along with. <laughs> uh, I think that's the thing with like, like say like our sort of, if you go into that sort of business, like the YouTube and that sort of side, like when you're looking to hire someone, you are looking at personality over like, I mean, they have to have some experience or like at least know like what a tool is. But I think that personality, because you're going to be spending hours upon hours with that person very close that you don't want to be stuck with someone um, who just doesn't talk or anything. I, we, um, we have like, so at my job, we have like tra- tra- um, trainers, right? So essentially like if you want to be a train driver, you'll have like six months where you're with a different trainers and stuff and they teach you things on the road and all that sort of stuff. I was talking to a trainer yesterday and he goes, I'm earning my money this fortnight. This person would not speak a word to me. So they're like <laughs> sitting in a, they're like sitting in the train in the front of the train. The person's driving like for two hours, doesn't say a word. He can't play on his phone or anything because they're not allowed to have it on because it's a distraction and all that sort of stuff. And like, he's just like, what do I do? Like, I'm just bored. Like, imagine if you hired someone and it was like that, it'd be, you couldn't, you couldn't do it. You wouldn't get anything done. I think one thing I'll try to do when I'm coming out of those like really frustrating situations is try to like immediately put myself in a really great situation. So like when Abby had the UTI and I came back to the cottage and I was like, I just wasted five hours and I'm mad about it. I just immediately jumped in the lake because I'm like, no more time is wasting. I'm having a good time. I want to be in the water this moment. And then that kind of like is a reset for my brain. I'm like, okay, new situation that is done. And it's kind of like, I I don't remember which one of you were saying it, but in the terms of kind of just forgetting it, you know, I think my initial reaction when you said like, I just don't think about it is like, oh, well, you know, that's not maybe the healthiest thing because like you need to process things that happen to you. But I think maybe more so than not thinking about it, it's not dwelling on it. Because when something right. frustrating happens to you, like it might, you might not have to like fully process it like a traumatic event, you know, you might just need to kind of get over it and move on. Exactly. And that, that's what I meant is I don't dwell on it. Like if it was something very serious, then of course I would do you know, I'm not just going to forget about it. But I think that what I do is I try to fix the situation before I move on. So um, let's just say I had a fight with my wife or whatever, and that put me in a bad mood. I wouldn't then move on to go and do stuff until I've talked to her and calmed down from the argument or whatever. You know, I'm not, I, I, if, if I didn't get a chance to talk to her before I went to do more things, then I wouldn't be able to do anything. So I always will instantly like snap and turn around and be like, you know what? I'm sorry. Like, let's sort this out before we go any further. Yeah. Yeah. You can't leave that in the air. I, I feel you there. Yeah. That, that's just a, that was just a, um, an example. Like I'm not, not necessarily just talking about that. All right. I sometimes find it difficult when it is someone that you have a relationship with. Uh, regardless if it's, you know, your best friend or your significant other, someone or your colleague at work, when you get into these things that put you in a bad mood with them, because they have different ways of dealing with stuff. And they may be like, I don't want to talk to you right now. 100%. And you're like, and then you're in this bad mood and you can't deal with it because you can't, can't, you're still dwelling on it. I don't know. I think so a lot of times I, I probably more often than not, if I get into a bad mood, turn to vices that are not good. Uh, you know, be it 
alcohol or or other things that are you know eating or whatever things that may not yeah whatever may not work <laughs> uh, appropriately uh, self medicating uh, but I don't think they're a very good thing to do it's probably not the best way but I will say that if I can go have a beer with someone after having a bad day my mood instantly changes yes. if i have a beer with myself it's not as instant so i think it's the people i think it's being with other people yeah i mean you know alcohol is a mood altering drug like that's for sure what? and i think it just it just depends you know how you use it so when i was briefly doing stand up comedy when i was in university before the first time I went on, I was really nervous and it was at a bar. So I was having a beer and one of the older comics said to me, he was like, you know, make sure you're not doing that every time. Like you shouldn't have to have a beer every time before you go up because you're going to become dependent on it. And that's how you develop a problem. And I was like, okay, you are 100% right. So after that, that like really stuck in my head. And even in situations outside of like lowering nerves, that ha that advice has stuck with me to the point where like, I'll always consider like, okay, like why am I having a drink here? Am I doing it to like get over something or am I doing it to like add a little pizzazz to the night? Like I like, so if, if I'm having kind of like a boring night and like momentum is going down, I like having a drink around five and sitting down and doing a bunch of editing. Cause it'll get me like really excited and really happy. And I'll have like a great editing session, but I don't mm. have a drink every time I edit. I'll just do it like, like to spice it up every once in a while. And it's really nice for me. Like it, it's a really, uh, I think healthy and positive thing altogether. Same thing. Like you said, with going to get a drink with a friend, you know, great thing, huge fan of doing that. Uh, I think, just think it depends on, it comes down to frequency. Right. Well, and you don't even need to get a, a beer with a friend. I remember having bad days at work and just going like, Hey, can we go get a coffee? Mm -hmm. Right. And you go have a coffee with your buddy and it's, you're obviously not like coffee's not the same mood altering drug, but it was more about having the conversation with the person and just kind of, even if we didn't talk about what was giving me, you know, putting me in a bad mood, just having a different conversation, you know, put things in perspective about what I really should be focusing on. Definitely. I was, I was going to say, so not only, you said alcohol is a mood altering um, thing. Alcohol is actually a depressant. And I never actually knew that. I learned that recently. Um, one of the podcasts that I listened to, the hosts were talking about it. One of them has now been sober for 50 something days. And you can really tell the difference in their attitude from before they stopped drinking like a lot to not drinking at all. And they seem so much happier Um and he was saying that if he goes out to a club or whatever with friends, he will just order like something, not, not alcoholic. And just being there with the friends is what he realized is what helped and not the alcohol. It's like, he's, he's sitting there drinking like a virgin apple teeny or something. <laughs> and, you know, but just the being with the people and talking and having the fun time and stuff is what, was what is what is helping with with the mood and all that sort of stuff and not the alcohol like he thought. Yeah, I think a big part of 
getting over like frustrating situations, bad days is like putting yourself in a positive situation, whatever that might be for you. So if like some people it's having a drink for some people, it's jumping in a lake. Um, and I think for whatever reason, sometimes like we people, humans, um, like to like dwell in badness. Like, I don't know if you guys ever mm-hmm. feel this way, but if like things are going poorly, mm-hmm. sometimes you just kind of like lean into it in a really gross yeah. way. Like in hindsight, you're like, why did I do that? Like, I just like, it's like, I don't know if you've ever felt this, like you're building something and something starts going wrong and like you keep hitting it and you know, it's going to break, but you just keep doing yep. it and you kind of like <laughs> lean into the badness. So I've talked about like my depression and stuff in the past. And what I used to do is if I got in like a depressed mood, I would literally Google like depressing songs and listen yeah. to them when I'm driving to work or something just to keep myself in that mood and put myself in like a more depressed mood. I, I don't know. I still to this day could not tell you why I did it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, think about when you're a kid and like you're grumpy and people are trying to cheer you up and you get like frustrated because they're trying to cheer you up. Yeah. Yeah. It Yeah. I, it's like being bored. Like I still to this day get times where I'm just like, I'm bored. I'm like, I'll open up, like you do the, like open up the seven different social media apps and nothing jumps out at you. And you're like, I don't want to watch any YouTube videos. And I don't want to watch any TV shows and I don't want to do this. And I don't, it's like, you're in some sort of a funk. And I don't know how I like, oftentimes how I break out of that is going like, I guess I'll just go to sleep then. Right. Like, so bored. I'll go read a boring book and go put myself to sleep. Like, but if it's, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning, you can't do that. Do you got any tips for that? Yeah, I think that's when I will start like going through my to-do list and looking around and thinking about like, what are all the things that I, w- I really want to be doing like deep down, but I'm not seeing on the surface right now. Hmm. Or like I said, like if it's five at night, and I'm like kind of hit a wall in my day, maybe that's the time of day I'm going to open up a beer. And then I, right. that switches a perspective in my brain and I start seeing like, ooh, like I just got this project idea. Let me like write about that in the journal for a little bit. And it just opens me up to like some other things that I wasn't allowing myself to see before. It's just like allowing myself to get that perspective switch. So I think just action, like Jimmy Duresta says, like action breeds creativity or whatever. I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I was bored. I know that sounds, uh, I don't know the word, like that might sound weird, but like, I really don't know the last time I was bored. I mean, I have times where like I'm at work and I'm like, I can't find something to watch. But other than that, like my, I feel my wife's, my wife, my life is just so busy that I'd never really have time to be bored. I, I don't know. I've seen you like, looking pretty bored on this. And then I noticed that you're chatting away in the discord while we're having a <laughs> podcast. So I think you might've been bored a couple of times. I closed the discord. <laughs> thank you. But uh, yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. And I, and for a while, my life was so busy that I didn't feel that, but then I kind of, I get like into these slumps where I don't want to do like, so my, the, the GoPro I used for, filming is also the GoPro I use for recording this podcast. Therefore, I know if I've had a week where I did anything is if when it comes down to the next day to record, if the GoPro is still sitting on top of my laptop (laughs) in its little spot, well, it looks like I didn't do anything this week. Uh, Basically, oops, I, I probably... 
probably should have got out there and do something. But there's like right now I'm kind of in this little bit of a slump where it's like I'm doing stuff and I'm like just not feeling it. I got videos to edit, not feeling it. Got projects half like 99% done, not feeling like it. You're mm. busy, but not in a good way. You're not busy on the things that you feel like are worthwhile. I don't feel like there's any, like right now I look around and I go, I don't even know what I would spend my time on. Like I don't have a spark to do it. Sounds like a good time to like go on a vacation or go to a spa or do something to take you out of your environment. Sounds like a great time to make a canoe. (laughs) So anyways. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's what, I think that's a good thing to do in those situations. Like do things that take you out of your environment. I will say, I mean, before I got my motorbike, I, feel that too i was in that slump i i could i didn't want to make anything i didn't want to build anything and then i got the motorbike and i'm so interested in modifying it that it sort of gave me that spark again but even still like like i've said um in previous episodes i don't want to make my channel all about the motorbike the episode that the video i was meant to put out this week was meant to be my 3d printer video with like the upgrades and everything but part of that video is to make an enclosure I just can't be bothered to make the enclosure. I've got the wood sitting there and it's frustrating because it's in the way every time I put the motorbike away, but I just (laughs) can't be bothered to do it. Yes, I do that. I step over stuff over projects. I was so excited for ordered all the stuff for, and then I have to like step over those projects for like six months before I get the spark again. And I wonder if it's like the problem is because we can order everything in advance that you order it too quickly. And you don't do what we've talked about in the past, which is like sleeping on it. I, um, in some of those situations, I've been uh, going into Facebook Marketplace recently and just browsing. And it's so much fun. I don't know if you guys do this like just Mm -hmm. for fun, but I'll just go on Facebook Marketplace if I don't really know what to do and see if there's any interesting free stuff that I can make a video about. Yeah, that, that is so, I was walking my dog today and there's a free bicycle. And I was like, well, I can't, I could, who can't use a free bicycle? Right. And I almost went, I went over to it and I almost started walking away with it. And then I went, I already have more bicycles than I have people that can ride them. Like, what, what do I need another stupid bicycle for? And this one's like probably broken or there's something wrong with it that they put it out for free. I was like, I'll just, just walk away from it and finish the bicycle you started a year and a half ago. Yeah. There, I mean, there's a lot of free junk that's going to take up more time than it's worth. And it's like the satisfaction of finding the diamond in the rough. Right. You're going to find a lot of crap. I definitely, There's some good stuff out there. I Yeah, on the streets of Toronto. Yeah. I'll go down like a rabbit hole of like, I'm looking for something specific on Marketplace. Next thing you know, I've been looking up for Marketplace for like half an hour. But my wife, she will like lay in bed and look on Marketplace for like an hour before she goes to sleep. Really? I don't know. How she does Crazy. It. Yeah. Hmm. And the next thing I know, I'm getting messages saying, can you pick this up for me on the way home from work? <laughs> you know, it's a change I've made in my digital life just a few days ago, which has improved my quality of life is turning off notifications for YouTube on my phone. Uh, it just became like unmanageable. I was just getting right. bombarded constantly with such a range of emotions. Like this is amazing. I love this so much. And like, this is the worst thing ever. And it reminded me of Twitter, like scrolling through Twitter and how it's this like uncontrolled you never know what you're going to get, like whether it's going to be something shocking or something lovely or something silly. Like I having that uncontrolled feed, like straight into my eyeballs at all hours of the day was just like 
not doing good things for me. So I turned it off and it's just been so much nicer. Like I'll check comments when I want to, like every once in a while, but not having notifications for that is a, uh, been a big quality of life. I don't get enough comments for that to be an issue. <laughs> so, I'll say I, I do this for almost every single app. And I know Vincent mentioned it as like my, you know, the Grand Alexander hack for Discord was turning off notifications. And he said it made his Discord so much more user friendly because he wasn't getting constantly hit. And I do it for every app. I re- For a long time, I was, I was like, I got to respond to every comment. And when the latest TikTok videos started blowing up and I was getting lots of comments on them, I was like, I don't care. I just don't care. I'm just not going to respond to everyone. I'll respond to the ones I want to respond to. And then I'll just, I won't even heart them now. I'm like, unless you said something, have to, I used to just heart everything for engagement, but uh, I don't care. It has, it is not worth my time to heart some assholes comment. Do you, would you also respond to negative comments? Yep. I responded to every single comment. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That I, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If, if I don't have all notifications, I forget. Like, I turned off Discord notifications. Next thing I know, I'm like four days later. It's like, oh, crap, I haven't looked on Discord for a while. And the next thing you know, there's like a thousand messages to catch up on. Or if I don't have on my notifications for comments on YouTube, I'll never respond to them. Well, like, here's the thing. I'll leave notifications on for things that are time sensitive because that's where notifications mm-hmm. make sense. Like, exactly. if I have a calendar event or a reminder, like, that gives me a notification. If I get a text message or an Instagram message... That gives me a notification because those are like, those are not like every second of every day, like things going off and everything else. I'll just check on my own time or leave it and not even check it. Yeah. I mean, at that point it's like, might as well delete whatever app it is. <laughs> um, do, does your phone live on silent? Cause mine does. Yeah. And it's, like sometimes yeah. a problem, like Eden has tried to get in contact with me yeah. sometimes. I'm like, Oh shit. I had no idea you were yeah. calling me. I, um, so I had three hours at work this morning and I like of doing nothing. So I slept in my car cause I'm so tired right now. And, um, I had my phone off silent just in case they called me if they needed me. And I was, I was, um, I was on the train like later on and my phone rang. I'm like, what the hell is that noise? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mine's always on vibrate. I can't do completely silent. Oh yeah, yeah, vibrate. I, I want if I miss a call. Like my wife does completely silent, and constantly misses calls, like important calls, doctor's office calls. Like I've called her. It's like been like you know something important, and she's constantly has her phone on complete silent. And it doesn't have it like in a way that you could see it. Anyways, that's a whole nother story. Mm. You know, one of the things that really puts me like in a really good mood after I've had a bad day. Our Patreon supporters. Our Patreon supporters. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, So I want to, you know, I'll be honest. There's been days where I've been like, screw the podcast, screw everything. It's going to, it's done. And then we get a brand new uh, Patreon supporter and I go, all of a sudden, then my day is so much better. So I want to thank the F-Clamp level uh, people, Brent Jarvis from Clean Cut Wood, Brent Jarvis from Clean Cut Woodworking, Vincent Ferrari from Handmade by Vincent Ferrari, Austin from the High Caliber Craftsman, Scott Oren from Daddy Yourself DIY, and Joe Herdina. 
I also want to thank everyone else who, uh, who supports us on the show. You can, uh, Find the show at patreon.com slash clamp where you can get access to the pre-show and after show. And you get a Morley original keychain. He makes one for every single person. I think he just sent one out to somewhere in Europe, if I'm recalling correctly. Oh, so, yes. Super cool. Yeah, Switzerland. Uh, so that's super cool. And if you'd like one of those, everyone gets one, no matter the level. So go on over to patreon.com slash clamp. Something I haven't said for a while. They're so exclusive. Even great. No, I don't have one. True, true. Mm. Despite the fact that I was a patron. So was I. So was Bully. (laughs) (laughs) You guys don't need more stuff. Clementations. All right. Well, my Clementation for this week is going to be a video by Michael Elm. And it is turn what you have into what you want. Um, I just found it very inspirational into what you could create from essentially what was junk. Um, And I know this is something he does a lot, but this video just really spoke to me for some reason. He um, cut up some bookshelves and turned them into drawers and stuff. And yeah, it's really cool. There has been a show that Eden and I have been watching recently. That's really good. Never have I ever on Netflix. It's like a, high school drama comedy about a girl who's a first generation Indian immigrant in the Los Angeles area. And it's really well done. It's like very heartwarming, very funny all around. Great show would highly recommend. It kind of reminds me of like sex education. If you watch that. Cool. I've heard it. I've heard the never have I ever, but I've never actually watched it. Yeah. I, uh, I won't speculate about the thing I thought, but yeah, Grant, you go. Well, I'm going to recommend everyone go check out Sean from Tinkering Rocks. Um, he sent me the files to make a little rubber band powered race car. And I'm going to make that for my son. He makes them laser cut out of plywood. And I'm going to make it out of uh, 3D printing. And I'm going to make you know a little fun car for my son. So that'll be fun. So go check him out. He is uh, He's in California. And he also recently made a little pie raspberry pie beret so that lights up so go check them out at this point of the show we would normally have morally reading a review in an accent of your choosing but we don't have one this week so instead we're going to do a new thing because adam has ran out of australian slang it's adam's random slang of the week yeah so and in case you missed it, last episode, we put out feelers for people to message me personally on fa- on Instagram. Don't message the Clampcast. Message Maker Mackie with your words of the week for the boys to guess. Um, I got a few messages and so um, some exciting ones in there. One of them, which is actually, I thought, an Australian word of the week, but turns out it's an, it's an American thing as well. But anyway, this week, our... Um, our word of the week is from Jacob Griffin. And not only did he send me a word of the week, he also sent me a sentence to use it in. Oh, thank so the word God. Of the week, so the word of the week is three-way. Oh, well, that's when you phone yeah, someone and you, uh, and you get them loop in another person. No. Uh, in a sentence, me and my mates went into town to pick up a couple of three-ways. Is that like a, a radio that is 
more than a two-way radio. It's a three-way radio. <laughs> no. It is... Oh, well, well, that morally? No. Yeah, no I'm, I'm kind of leaning... Infant. I'm kind of leaning towards like a fast food combo. Like burger, fries, and a drink. Or like maybe from a specific like fast food chain. No. Yeah. But you're on the right track with food. So it is... Steaming spaghetti covered with our original secret recipe chili and topped with a mound of shredded cheddar cheese. Oh, from where? Sent me a, I have no idea. <laughs> it's just it's a, a random restaurant. <laughs> but if you if you see the if you see the um, video on YouTube, he said is this just like a it. random mom and pop local restaurant to Jacob <laughs> that no one is going to understand? <laughs> well, that's what slang is. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. I love it. This this yeah, is he, way more exciting said, than. Yeah, he said maybe the sentence could be a couple of orders of three ways, and I said no, I like the innuendo. Yeah, in your endo. Well, thanks everyone for listening. I want to thank TF Turning for the new theme song. Thank you, Jacob Griffin, for the uh, random slang of the week. I want to see some more super local ones because they're always funny. Um. You can find us all collectively at the Clamp Cast on the Clamp Tube on the Clamp Book, and anywhere. Just type Clamp, and then whatever you're doing, that's probably will be there. Until next time, cheers, and have a great day. Bye. See you in the after show. True. All right, clampendations. Clampendations. My fucking microphone keeps auto adjusting since I formatted my laptop. I'm you so just went so quiet. Yeah, of course I did because I put it to where it should be. Do you want me to go back <clears> so you don't have to deal with it? Yeah, if you wouldn't mind. That's so fucking frustrating. And I don't know what is auto adjusting it because I have it turned off and I don't know what I did. Sorry, this is the G rant. Pull this together, put it in the fucking after show. Because Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, it is so fucking frustrating. So I haven't done like the bonus. I'm going to cut all this out, but I haven't done the bonus thing for a while. Did you hear the one I did last week? No, I don't listen to the Not show. To the music. Uh, I did the how we all talked over each other. Yeah. Like, Fun. It was so bad when I was editing. I'm like, I have to put this at the end. Like, anyway. Um, anyways, yes, it is so frustrating. If someone out there in the after show listening to this can tell me how the fuck to make my microphone stop auto adjusting despite it being turned off in multiple spots, I'd be appreciated. I got it. I had it. I fixed it somewhere else, but now it's fucking back again. Hmm. Clamp mandations.